Hello, and welcome to Dodecahedron, a podcast by, for, and about roleplayers. I'm Jess Vetters. Every week, we come around here to talk about a range of gaming-related topics, from creating a character to running a game, and what it all means for people who share our favorite hobby. Now, we may not be experts, but we do have pleasant voices and a wealth of gaming experience that we're eager to share with you. And my topic today, as I'm speaking alone, is damage, injury, and pain. But before I really get into that, a little bit of context as to, one, why I'm talking on this particular topic, two, why we didn't have an episode last week, and three, why I'm alone this week. Uh, Colin and I will probably be recording another episode tonight that you will hear next week, Uh, But for now, I am taking over because he is still recovering from Gen Con and catching up on real people work, and last week was Gen Con, and I also had surgery on the arm that I broke, which I mentioned briefly in uh, one of the last episodes we did. That's also why I'm talking about this subject. As roleplayers... In a lot of the games that we play, since there is generally a very combat-heavy focus, we tend to run into this idea of dealing with damage, or your character being injured in some way, shape, or form, and sometimes that's as simple as you got hit with a big stick, and now there's a big nasty bruise on your whatever extremity the DM decides. Other times, it's, you got shot. And each of these comes with their own host of complications. But what gets really weird and interesting is the fact that since these are all mechanics, what they mean to the characters can wildly vary from case to case. Say you're playing Dungeons & Dragons, and your character is a, let's say, like a mid-level fighter the type that you expect to get into some rough-and-tumble situations. So part of what you are talking about with your character descriptions is all of the battle scars that they carry with pride, knowing that each one of those signifies a battle survived. You have a character, then, who is not necessarily desensitized to the sort of pain that comes with conflict and person-to-person violence, but a character who understands what it should mean to them. Uh, This is someone who, if you were to put them in the real world, would be equivalent to your MMA fighters, your boxers, your Purple Heart winning soldiers, all of that sort of stuff. People who get beat up and keep on going. Now, at the same time, on your battlefield is a cleric. And maybe that cleric's purpose is to heal your fighter so that they can continue to fight. Which raises a very interesting question. What does it mean for a person who is acclimatized to pain when you take that hit and your body gives you that response of something has been damaged and we need to do something about it? Because that's really what pain is. It is the response your body has to a certain dangerous stimuli. But if you've got someone who can nullify that, who can fix you in an instant, then your character's response to pain shifts over time. The more you get 
magically healed, or the more injuries you take and then shrug off, depending on how your DM actually deals with something like hit points. You can actually very logically end up with a character who seeks pain, someone who is drawn to this idea of feeling anything at all, because as long as you've got your healer around, no pain that they feel in the middle of a battle is ever going to be permanent. There's this idea that as long as the caster still has spell slots, you're going to keep going, and you're going to walk away, and you're going to be fine. Now, what gets really interesting there is if your GM decides, well, okay. Hit points are not a direct representation of, okay, you lost 14 of your 80 hit points, so somebody stabs you in the arm and now you're bleeding all over the place, because... A stab to the arm is not really the same as losing, what would, 80 divided from... Now, I just set myself up to do math, and that is not my off-the-top-of-my-head forte. I should have given myself easier numbers. Let's say I said 20 instead of 14. Losing a quarter of your, as a person, if we could quantify health, would be... Pretty devastating. Like, 25% of your functionality, of your stamina, of whatever, getting taken out would probably be akin to, for many people, something like a fractured hip. It's going to give you pause, at least. So what I've seen a lot of DMs do is not necessarily equate hits and hit points to literal damage, but it is your metaphorical damage. It's essentially your luck getting closer and closer to running out. So maybe the arrow from that kobold doesn't actually stick into your body, but it's a close enough call that your stamina or your hit points have been reduced. Maybe it glanced off your armor, but it shook you mentally and physically. That is a little more difficult to pull off. You have to be fairly delicate and make sure that your players still understand the stakes of taking a hit. And they understand that each time you do get injured, it is still something that is happening to your character and still something that needs to be dealt with. Now, along those lines, there are more realistic storytelling games like the one we talk about a lot, because Colin and I have a lot of experience in it, uh, World of Darkness, where health is mitigated, not, or not mitigated, uh, managed not with numbers on a, on a, on a grid. I know D&D doesn't actually use a grid, but if you think about it that way, then you can follow my metaphor, but you get a certain number of boxes that you have to fill as you take different kinds of damage. There is bashing and lethal and aggravated. And bashing is stuff like you took a punch in the gut. It's going to hurt, but it's not going to hinder you until you've taken a lot of those. Uh, bashing as your boxes get filled up. And the average for a person, like a normal person, is seven boxes. Because you get five for being a person, if you are a normal-sized 
adult human, and then you add based on your stamina. The average is 2. 5 plus 2. So if you fill up all seven of your boxes with bashing damage, somebody's really take, like going to town on you with a baseball bat, let's say, you start to refill in those boxes now with lethal. And lethal is not something that you're going to walk off. Lethal is something that will require medical attention on one level or another. Maybe you're talking now about fractured bones. Maybe you're talking about internal bleeding or heavy cuts. These are things that, if left unattended, will only get worse, which is something that I really respect that system for handling pretty interestingly. It's a, a more realistic method than simply, oh, well, I have a lot of points and my points keep going up. But this is also a system where you are not necessarily meant to fight the ever-stronger monsters all of the time. There are supposed to be other ways to handle conflict. I have uh, an experience where I was running a World of Darkness game where I essentially said, if you get into a fight, you've done something wrong. Because once you put something like guns into the mix, or vampires and other magical creatures, you start doing aggravated damage, and... Aggravated is what comes after lethal, so you can fill up all of your boxes with lethal and you're incapacitated, probably bleeding out unless someone stabilizes you. But as you continue to take more over that, whether through bleeding out or through magical damage or silver if you're a werewolf or fill in any number of blanks that you want, you start stacking this aggravated damage. And once all of your boxes are filled with that, you are dead and there's no coming back. I mean, it's World of Darkness, so there's always coming back. There's like 14 different ways to come back from the dead. But, you're dead. Now, character death is also something that we have talked about before, and it gives a little bit of a different light to this conversation to include that on the same level, so I'm not really going to. I'm talking about things that your characters will be able to recover from, one way or another. So, having experienced this whole I broke a bone as an adult thing very recently, and still experiencing it now, one thing that became very apparent to me as I've been thinking about this particular topic is there are so many ways that medical care can go wrong, and that's not something that is typically experienced or experimented with when we play these games. And I think there's a good reason for that. Nobody wants their character to be a little bit useless for six or seven weeks as their bones knit themselves back together. That's why we have magical healing and potions and, you know, all manner of fantastical things that help get our warriors back onto the battlefield. But if you want to give whatever campaign you're running, a bit more of a realistic bite. Say you're running something like Call of Cthulhu, where you are supposed to ground the weird and the eldritch in this world where everything has very tangible and visceral consequences. Having a character with a broken bone changes the way that that character can operate at a very fundamental level. 
it essentially says to the player, you're going to have to think around this situation if you want to stay in the fight. Uh, and then you're talking about something like, do you make your character or your players rather worry about stuff like pain management? Are you going to build upon that damage if they decide to push themselves and take actions that would cause them more injury? For example, right now, since I recently had surgery on my arm, my left hand cannot bear any weight. And if it does, like even at all, actually because of where my break is, even the weight of my hand, if I hold it in the wrong way, causes me pretty severe discomfort. And this is, you know, more than a week after the surgery and three weeks after the break itself. Thinking about stuff like that gives your players a whole new level of character development and character growth to have to tackle. And that can be very interesting, but it can also be very cumbersome, so it needs to be handled in a way that is not damaging to the experience, I'll say. I would suggest, if one wants to put this, uh, this more visceral response to injury into your role-playing games, look at survival stories like the one that comes to mind right now is Hatchet, which I think most of us who went through the American public school system read back when we were in, like, third or fourth grade. And if memory serves, you have a character in that... I mean, he's really basically the only character in that who survives a small plane crash, but does not do so completely unscathed. I mean... Your character in that does not necessarily have to deal with life-threatening injuries. That would be a completely different book, especially since it's about a child surviving out in the wilderness. But there are definitely moments where this is a character who must come to terms with the fact that if, you know, if he breaks a leg, if he falls down that cliff and gets impaled on something... There is no recourse. There's no hospital that he can get himself to where they'll stitch him up and he can be in traction for a few days while the bone starts to set. Like, this is a sort of thing where your character is in a desperate situation and any injury has to be dealt with immediately, if not completely avoided at all costs. And as people who are alive, our characters should always be mindful of avoiding injury. Not to the extent where your warrior is afraid to go into the battle because they don't want to get hurt. That's taking it maybe a little too far for fun, although that can be an interesting character development to deal with temporarily, like a an aspect to be overcome by your magical warrior, where they actually have a taste of mortality and think, oh, well, Maybe I'm a little bit shell-shocked from this. That gets into a whole different realm, which can be something more akin to dealing with mental anguish and illness that I am not qualified to talk about right now because I have not done the research on that and that was not what I came in here to talk about today. But 
if you have, say, your protection-focused fighter or paladin or something along those lines, who is used to tanking the big hits, and in one recent fight they took a much bigger hit than usual, and maybe it didn't leave them with any sort of permanent detriment. You know, you got a fancy fun new scar, but your healing was there in one respect or another, so you walked it off. But any time characters get down to that desperation point of, I've only got a few HP left, or I can only take a few more hits before I'm completely gone, that should have an effect on the way that they approach the rest of the world and the rest of the campaign. And I'm not saying, and I would never say, you need to figure out a way to scare your players into responding to painful situations more realistically, because that's not fun unless you've got really, like, simulationist, masochistic players. But there is a certain je ne sais quoi that comes from keeping in mind that these warriors that we play, these paragons, these gods among men, are at the end of the day still people. And people still bleed. I don't have a whole lot more to say on this topic while I'm alone. I'm sure I will bring it up when I talk to Colin for the next episode. Uh, but thank you for listening. If you want to reach out to us and give us something to talk about or tell us something that you have thought about based on some of our episodes, you can do so by sending us an email at dodecapodcast at gmail.com. I realize I don't think I've ever spelled that out. It is D-O-D-E-C-A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, dodecapodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Tumblr, which I've been more active on lately. That is also Dodeca Podcast. We are on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash dodecapodcast. And we're on Instagram at dodecapodcast there as well, though that still doesn't have a lot of postings on it. And finally, we can also be reached on Twitter if you at me, but that one is at podcast dodeca because somebody else beat me to Dodeca Podcast and they've only posted like three times. Not even any retweets. Don't know what's up with that. Anywho, we look forward to hearing from you because we're always looking out for new things to talk about, new perspectives, and new ideas. So, from all of us here at Dodecahedron, thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you on our next adventure.